Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome into another edition of Plan Wise Retire Free, the podcast with Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, holistic wealth planners at the company of Mott & Associates and Wilson Group Financial, serving you throughout the Florida area from their office in Orlando and Bradenton. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian, riding shotgun as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement, as we usually do here on the show. Check us out online at planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. That's planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. Com. And while you're there, subscribe to us on, I guess it's now Apple Podcasts since iTunes is going away, but Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Stitcher iHeart, so on and so forth. Or give them a call if you have any questions or concerns, 800-779-4592. That's 800-779-4592. We always say if you hear a useful nugget of information here on the show and you uh, feel as though you want to take some action on that, always talk with the person before you do that. And of course, you could reach out to Jude and Mike anytime at 800 779 4592. And speaking of Orlando and Bradenton, I've got one in one location, one on the other. Guys, welcome in. How are you? Fantastic. I'm glad to be here. This is Mike. Hey, this is Jude. I'm in Orlando as usual. And I, uh, at the time of this taping, it's Friday, so I'm looking forward to the weekend. Nice. You know, you just said, hey, this is Jude, and I have yet to make this joke on the podcast, but I got to ask, <laughs> how many times do people say, hey, Jude? <laughs> Every day of my life. And are you a fan of the song by any chance? Or are you just tired of it? I love the song. I didn't know who the Beatles were until I went to high school. My mom (laughs) named me after St. Jude. Okay. My sister says was a lost cause is the saint of lost causes. And I was born a lost cause. The patron saint of lost causes. Okay. So one of these days we're going to be on here going, nah, 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 nah. Hey, Jude. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. I love it. All right. All right. Let's get into our program. I won't put people to sleep with my singing here. Guys, let's have a little fun on the next two episodes of the show here. I want to do... um, This week, I want to do some financial things that are maybe overrated. Just kind of take a little bit of a different look at a few things that when you first hear these, you're going to go, wait, what? No, these aren't overrated. These are great. But just in a way, a different frame of mind. And then next week or next time, excuse me, on the podcast, we'll talk about a few things that are maybe underrated. So we're going to kind of tease you and get you to come back and see us again next time as well. So let's start this week with a few financial items that may be overrated. You know, sometimes things get a little buzz. They get kind of pushed uh, into the financial landscape, if you will. And they're not always the ideal situation just based on the first thing you think of. So we'll kind of come at this at a different viewpoint here and see what you guys think. So tax advantages. So let's explore the ways that um, tax advantages may not be the thing you're after, depending, again, on what the purpose of the investment is. Well, I'll jump in and talk about that a little bit because... You know, I I find it so interesting that so many people have these rules of thumbs about what's a tax advantage. And and a lot of times people will say, you know, well, we should do this because it's tax deductible. Right. And there's two avenues to go on that. One, based on the new Tax Reform Act, there's a lot of things that aren't going to be deductible anymore. But let's assume it is. You know, if you have a hundred dollar deductible, something that's deductible and it's a hundred bucks, if you're in a 20% tax bracket, you know, that's 20 bucks. And I always ask, well, if you're going to do that, are you concerned about what happened to the other 80 bucks? And they always look at me, well, what? I said, so we're not going to just do something to get a tax deduction because your benefit is only your tax bracket. So 
if it's something that you need or should do anyway, and we can find a way to make it tax advantage, then that's fantastic. But I always go back to say, if it doesn't fit the plan, whether it's tax deductible or not is irrelevant. Well, I'm going to use a couple of Mike-isms that Mike did not use. (laughs) One is do the math. You know, we always talk about doing the math and making sure that it fits the plan. And then the second one that I've heard Mike use is don't let the tax tail wag the dog. You remember that one, Mike? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm getting through. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay yeah so i mean obviously (laughs) so mike so what you're saying is sometimes you wouldn't especially now let's say for the tax rates that we're in with the new tax laws you know you wouldn't take a mortgage just for the tax deduction because it may not help you basically right absolutely right that's right so you got to look at the purpose of the vehicle to make sure that you're getting into the investment for the correct reason and not quote unquote the tax advantage so now you can kind of see where i'm saying we're kind of coming at this at a little different frame of mind to say maybe sometimes these ideas are overrated okay so what about rates of return now i'm sure people listening are going this guy's an idiot rates of return are not overrated i want the highest rate of return i can get (laughs) but let's talk about how it could be you're placing too much maybe in emphasis on rate of return, and that can maybe get you in a little trouble. Well, I'll jump in on that one. Okay. There's basically two phases of our financial life. There's the accumulation phase, the the first time that you're able to save a dollar and put it away. Uh, I like to tell people it's like going up the mountain. And then when you get to the top of the mountain, you're at the point where you want to make work optional. And that's, to me, financial freedom. But the second phase of your life is going down the mountain, and that's the distribution phase. And if you're in the distribution phase, a lot of the rules that we use for financial planning are a little different because you don't have the time anymore to rebound from a big mistake. So the reason I break it down into the two sides of the mountain is when you're in the accumulation phase, the most important thing that you can do is save money put as much money away as you can. And the second thing you may be concerned about is rate of return. You want to make the most on your money. But in the distribution phase, you need to change your mindset from return on investment. Instead, maybe using another acronym, reliability of income, and making sure that you have enough income to last the rest of your life. That's not necessarily the highest rate of return, that's making sure that that income that you need is going to be there to serve you so that you don't run out of income before you run out of life. You know, something else we could talk about is what kind of rate of return do you need to achieve to meet your goals? You know, sometimes there is a trade-off between rate of return and volatility or risk. And so many times, since you have to do that trade-off, I like to do go back to do the math and find out what kind of a rate of return do you need to have in order to be to be able to meet your goals. And many times it's interesting that it's not the number of the clients thinking that they need as a rate of return. Well, and again, if you're taking a look at this from the standpoint we're talking about, you know, don't get yourself into that situation where you're just chasing returns for an arbitrary number. Make sure that it's a part of the plan that you're working with, part of the strategy that you're trying to employ for your entire retirement plan. 
You're listening to the podcast, Plan Wise, Retire Free. Another one here to talk about, guys, commission-based investment accounts. A lot of people think it's great when their financial advisor only makes money when they buy or sell something, but this can create a, you know, a conflict of interest. So let's talk about this for a second, you know, in that standpoint, what you guys feel about this. Well, I think that, you know, our basic philosophy has been that we've left almost all the commission-based type things and went mostly, especially on the investment side, to fee-based asset management. And I, I'll kind of relate back in the old days when you would call a client and you would say, and it was all commission-based and you would say, you know, we need to rebalance your portfolio or we need to get rid of this particular investment and we need to start using more of this other type of investment. One of the first thoughts that comes from their mind is, well, how much is this going to cost me? Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of commission is there? And and it does sometimes raise the question, uh, for whose benefit are we doing this? Are we doing this because you need to make another commission? And most honest financial advisors certainly aren't doing that, but it does bring that question up. So by using fee-based asset management, there is no additional money to be made. You're always on the same side of the table as the client when when you're using a fee-based asset management. And so when you call up now and say, we need to shift your portfolio or we need to do this or do that, the conversation is not about commissions. It's about what's in the best interest of the client, which is where it always should be and always was, but there was always that inherent elephant in the room, if you will, about that. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree uh, more. Go ahead, Jude, I'm sorry. Now with the fee-based, as Mike said, we're sitting on the same side of the table. So when a client's account actually dips because of volatility, we're receiving less. So we feel the pain just as much as, as they do. And so I think that makes the client generally feel, yeah, we're, we're in this together. Yeah. And again, when we're talking about some of these topics, you know, folks, we're just trying to say, think about how this would all relate and pertain to your specific situation or what the needs you're trying to accomplish in your plan. And do you guys find sometimes that's the case, Mike, when people come in, are they, they're grabbing buzzwords or catchphrases or topics that they hear and they just kind of toss them out there and say, this is what is important to me. But once you sit down and spend a little time with it, you uncover that it's really not. It's just kind of the thing that's that they've heard recently. Yeah, we do have to deal with all the, the things that people read, all the things that people discuss around the water cooler at work. And the important part every time is no matter how you're being paid, do you have the client's best interest? Are you adhering to the fiduciary standard? Right. The, the new words that they use today. And so um, every time we can remove what is either is real or perceived conflict of interest, we try to do that. Well, that's our main topic here this week. Some things that maybe are overrated. We touched on tax advantages, rates of return, and commission-based investment accounts. If you have some questions around those or you feel as though that you've maybe gotten into an investment based on one of those thoughts and aren't sure if that's the right strategy for you, well, give the guys a call. Have a jingle. Uh, give them a jingle, I should say. Have a uh, conversation with them about uh, what's going on or get a second opinion about the plan that you're currently in. Or maybe you don't have one at all. Well, that's one of the reasons we do the podcast to hopefully provide you with a useful nugget or two of information. Reach out to Jude and Mike at 800-779-4592 if you got some questions. 800-779-4592. And we'll finish up this week's podcast with an email question from Georgia. And Georgia is in Orlando. And she says, guys, I'm doing really well in my 401k right now. 
but my IRA, not so much. Do you think I should drop the advisor who manages that account and just handle it myself? Georgia on my mind. Well, since Georgia's <laughs> in Orlando, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in on that one. Georgia, I think what you really need to do is take a look at the investments in your IRA versus the investments that are in your 401k. The advisor may not necessarily be doing a bad job. Your asset allocation, how you divide the money into different categories could be far different from your 401k. You could be more aggressive in your 401k than you're being in your IRA. It's about really taking a, a look a little deeper under the hood and matching your goals with what you're trying to do with the accounts that you have. I can't tell you how many times we've heard this type of question, whether it's 401k or IRA or this, my investments here, my investments there. But there are so many times that clients will look at one account versus the other and they say, well, this one's doing a lot better. Or this one's doing a lot worse than the other. Why shouldn't we just get rid of that and put it all in the other, other place because it's doing better? But they don't, most of the time, are not looking at the asset allocation composition. And so it's kind of like comparing apples to oranges. You, you just can't compare the two unless they look the same. Well, you could compare the two, but you might get a surprise when you bid into one. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that too. There's that too. And, and then, you know, well, yeah, okay. So, George, a great question. So, yeah, I think it definitely, you know, you don't just you know, have a knee-jerk reaction. First thing I would say is have a conversation with the person and maybe find out. You take a look at the allocation, as the guys kind of pointed out. You might be uh, more aggressive in one than the other, and that may, might be why one's doing better than the other. There's lots of different variables, but if you don't get some of the answers you, that you're interested in or that you like, then get a second opinion. Talk to somebody like Jude and Mike. Give them a jingle. 800-779-4592. 800-779-4592. This has been Plan Wise Retire Free, the podcast with Jude and Mike. Make sure you check us out online. Subscribe to us at uh, Apple, Pod uh, Apple Podcast. Excuse me, I can't talk today. Or <laughs> Google Play or Stitcher or iHeart. Various different outlets. And as always, we appreciate your time here on the program. And Jude, Mike, we'll see you next time when we talk about some uh, financial things that are maybe underrated on the next episode. Looking forward, forward to it. it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Pinch poke. You owe me a Coke. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you next time here on the show. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you a little bit later on on Plan Wise Retire. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, which is solely responsible for its content.